center for USC off the right by Zoe Burns. The ball takes a deflection from a CSUN defender. Finds Penelope Hawking outside the box without her right shoe. She takes the shot. What a goal for USC. No need for her right shoe. There you have it. Near Farmer for the center. Conduce el esférico y lleva el balón. El pase filtrado para quien ahí encuentra a Sebana de Melo. Dímelo, dímelo, dímelo. Sale la arquera. Golazo. Gol. De la Universidad del Sur de California. Le dije, dímelo y me lo dijo. Un verdadero sabobazo. Hey, everybody, and welcome to. Well, the final episode of this second season of San Bombazo here in Annenberg uh, Media Studios. It's Jose Romo here again with Hector Almendares. And Hector, how are you doing? We are coming to the end of season two, San Bombazo. Two seasons already. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm this? feeling tired because of finals, <laughs> but, you know, it's hey, been a hey. long ride, uh, you know, covering soccer, and, and it's been a very enjoyable time, and... There's still a lot more to cover, and uh, you know I, I look forward to to going over the topics that recently happened. For sure, final season, or sorry, finals, final season uh, with school, and final episode of this season. So we're getting a, a, a bit, a little bit of everything um, in this wrap up. But well, yeah, a lot of a lot of soccer. Y pues sí, ha sucedido mucho y comenzamos con el plato fuerte. We're gonna. Go ahead and start off with the main dish uh, for for today's episode. Um, vaya, güey. El Real Madrid es de otro planeta. <laughs> es de otro planeta. Y lo que está sucediendo en la Champions League es inimaginable. It was a crazy game for Real Madrid. In um, yesterday's match against uh, Manchester City, it seemed to be going for uh, Pep Guardiola's team, right? The... the it, Everything pointed for um, a, a final with two English teams, no, two Premier League teams, mm -hmm. having um, Liverpool already 3-2 in um, the previous match on Tuesday against Villarreal uh, with an aggregate score of 5-2. Um, and then 11 goals in total in the matchup <laughs> between Real Madrid and Manchester City. How, what did you think about the, the turnout of that match? Um, I think it was a really interesting uh, affair between the two legs. You know, uh, tenemos Guardiola que I, I think he became too comfortable after, you know, Man City went up against uh, Madrid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kind of, you know, um, kind of hijacked their, their opportunity or, or kind of, you know, discouraged Man City is that they, they try to play defensive right after. And then because Madrid, they're really a, a really good counterattacking team as well. And they know how to dominate uh, from either wings. I think that's how they were able to, you know, come up ahead and, you know, send the game to extra time. But then Benzema, of course, him, who's having a great season overall, and he's definitely uh, one of the favorites for uh Oro. Yeah. And so, you know, just overall a good performance from Madrid. And, and it goes to show how Ancelotti también, he's, he's um, legacy. You know, he, he uh, he's trying to, you know, he, he has a huge legacy in which I think he's, he became the first manager to uh, recently to win uh, the league title from five different countries in Europe. And so, you know, when we think about Madrid, or at least when I think about Madrid, I think about the uh, Galactico era, también, in which, you know, they were able to buy multiple players and they, they weren't as successful, but they have that, you know, identity of buying a lot of good players. And not in recent time, uh, but 
you know, they still have that identity. They have that backbone as strong. And, you know, when you compare it to other teams like Barca, in which they've kind of regressed <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> they've still gone to show that they're still a powerful and capable team and that, you know, and they're in the finals for the for the Champions League too. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a great performance overall. Guardiola should be mad and upset, you know, because how <laughs> as many... he was. As he was How many years has he been in Man City now? Right, and, and it he, just doesn't come to him, and yeah. it just yeah. <laughs> and, and see, that's uh, the difference. You speak about legacies, and um, I guess the the whole news and everything that was evolving about uh, around Madrid prior to this match. Uh, again, the concern prior to the final ninety minutes of this leg was whether or not Manchester City was going to provide a tunnel for the current champion of La Liga. Mm-hmm. That, that was sort of what everybody was talking about. Nobody sort of expected for. Six glorious minutes um, <laughs> by Real Madrid, Karim Benzema y compañía. Mm-hmm. Um, 89th minute, Rodrigo. I, I mean, I guess you have to give it to Rodrigo, obviously. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, that brace, 89th, I think 91st. Yeah, there was 83 and, seconds between the, the his first goal and his second goal. Oof, that's, and, you know, that's and, such, and from a young age as well. Yeah. You know, so, and and I, I, I owe a lot more credit to the system Madrid had because you already knew from the jump, uh, mm-hmm. from the start of the second half, the way that they... They just had players in front, and they did not stop that intensity throughout the whole game. Ancelotti, like he, he was just a better manager overall because he was still able to, even though they conceded two goals, they were still able to kind of steady the ship after a while. And now that leads us to sort of a point of conversation in regards to the absence of that away goal criteria mm-hmm. um, prior this probably wouldn't have happened because you not only had to score two goals to push it to extra time, sería el gol de visitante que te forza a meter un gol más, no? That was absent in this occasion, sort of allowed um, Real Madrid to have this comeback, <laughs> right? You, um, I mean, we were watching the game together, and I heard someone in the back say, hey, este, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. They still need two goals. I was like, no. They need one goal to push it to extra time. Yeah, and that's all. Uh, that's all that matters. That's all he needed. And, and you speak about sort of um, Ancelotti as a better coach. Uh, for our fans, if we have any out there, um, y'all remember uh, early on in the first season, we sort of um, had Hector as the coach, the expert of <laughs> USU women's soccer team. We we're gonna uh, put you up as the new coach, the new head coach when um, our head coach had had left. Do you you think, I mean, your ideology, as we remember from those episodes, was to sort of always park the bus and play very defensively. That's what Ancelotti did yesterday, and it was the complete opposite of what Pep Guardiola was trying to do. Pep was trying to play his game, move his parts, have uh, a rotating 11 on the pitch, and it just didn't work out for him. You still had players like Rodrigo, like Benzema, who were crucial for Real Madrid and in moments and Vinicius también Vin- yeah, Vinicius. Who, who was just like who was just cooking Kyle Walker throughout the whole <laughs> exactly. game exactly no yeah that I mean Kyle Walker ends up leaving the pitch with an injury um I, I guess this all just amazed everybody and that's what Champions League does that's mm-hmm. the level of football that's being played and I mean don't don't let's not forget the Villarreal Liverpool game también oh, no yeah. lo que uh-huh. lo que logró Eh, un ídolo tuyo, nah, ex entrenador nah, del nah, Arsenal, <laughs> eh, con el Villarreal, no. Um, Liverpool uh, ends up beating Villarreal, but hey, 
the the Spanish team Villarreal was able to take out Bayern, um, was able to make it to the semifinal stage and are now going to be absent of uh, absent of the final. But we're really close, and it's something to be recognized too. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, Villarreal, they're not, <laughs> they still haven't even locked up a European spot. So, you know, who know? God knows who's going to, where they're going to be next year. I think it was a fluke, honestly. You know, I, just I luck. I think I, I think it was slight luck, right? Because they narrowly beat Bayern. Let's keep that in mind. And secondly, they're, they've been struggling in, in La Liga. So yeah. I think they were able to devote more energy in the champions, like from that one, you know, hope that they'd be able to qualify next year by winning it. Um, but also back to Liverpool, like we have to focus too that it's a rematch between entre, Liverpool and entre Liverpool and, and, uh, y Madrid. La final and, de Istanbul, right? Uh-huh. And then Salah, tw- uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Salah's tweet. I did not. Know. Salah uh, tweeted, "We have a score to settle." Ooh. So he wants, and and that defines his legacy too, right? Because <laughs> you know Salah, he's known as a, a world class player, and he he was fairly silent against Villarreal, right? Because Sadio Mane was the one who was like making noise yeah and that and those two legs um but he wants that revenge against madrid for sure now it's the it, it sort of adds to that to the character of the final um also in social media it was being commented that it's, i believe real madrid's first champions league final since the absence of cristiano ronaldo mm-hmm. so that adds another bit to the story too to benzema's and, legacy too también i mean benzema was living under the shadow of cristiano during the and whole time sometimes uh in the shadow of gareth bale as well for for occasions and yeah. different <laughs> stages no Pero, when, when uh when bale wasn't playing golf it, no, exactly and yeah he yes. wasn't in wales yeah yeah, yeah that that's when um benzema had a chance but now he's sort of Along with Rodrigo, along with uh, Vinicius, uh, as you had mentioned, um, he's become sort of the man to watch. Mm-hmm. And como le dicen, el gato, ¿no? Este, Karim Benzema. Y pues lograron, lograron llegar a la final en un partido que se veía, se veía difícil. No sé, I don't know if you, you got the chance to see um, Kun Agüero's reaction to, I mean, his legacy is more than inscribed in the mm-hmm. history of Manchester City. And his not reaction for, to this, this not game for, was crazy. Uh, not for Argentina, though. But that's that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a different... Uh, uh, hey, Manchester <laughs> City. Manchester City, he is a well-defined star yes. um, for that club. And he was sort of devastating. I had some funny reactions, too, during the match. <laughs> um, streaming for ESPN+. And, um, yeah, he was along with Tevez reacting. Two also emblematic players of Manchester City. And he apparently already had his tickets for Paris. And that's not going to happen. Se quedó them. como Chile, ¿no? Por, yeah. ah, por tirar un poco de, de leña al fuego. Pero bueno, eh, de, pues lo comentábamos al ver el partido. La calidad que se ve en el campo durante un partido de Champions League, de la UEFA Champions League. Y eso era una calidad que no esperábamos ver. <laughs> Unas cuantas horas después, al atardecer del día de ayer, with the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, I don't know. We weren't expecting to see too much quality. I was expecting to see a little bit more yellow cards, but, you know. Hey, there were quite a few, <laughs> especially on the side for Pumas. Um, in this final match that ended up going 3-0 um, in favor of Sanders, total of, let's see, um... Yellow cards, yellow cards. I think it was a total of five yellow cards. And, and also, it was a surprise to see that um, 
some players did not get their second yellow card throughout that I game. I mean, yeah, there was various Como opportunities. también que... El jugador de Pum, oye, barrida iba al balón, pero al balón del tobillo, ¿no? Este, se, quedó, se, se perdió y se fue por el mono en vez de, de ir por, por el balón, pero como siempre te And digo. Pumas injured two players. That's true. So, first, uh, two of Seattle's players were subbed in the first, first half. First 15 minutes of, of the first half, yeah. Este, como te decía, sí, un total de cuatro tarjetas amarillas. Eh, al última no hubo ninguna roja, but there were various plays where potentially... There could have been that call. I guess the ref just wanted to play it safe. Or he felt bad. Yeah, you know. he just wanted to enjoy the game. Um, was another spectator. Pero doblete de Raúl Ruiz Díaz, ¿no? Y, y eso nos lleva a, a platicar. En el partido de ida, dos penales, uno un tanto sospechoso, y los dos lo celebran en contra de Talavera. En esto, el doblete de este de Raúl Ruiz Díaz y al último el gol, el, su golazo se le puede catalogar así de Nicolás Lodeiro todos es sobre Talavera uh -huh. lo que es esa reacción no sé, para la gente de Pumas para Talavera en sí pero también lo que significa para la MLS y like what it means for MLS as a whole not only for Seattle Sanders it's 16 years that apparently just go out the window um 16 years where Liga MX was leading this tournament um, had a hold, chokehold, mm -hmm. as some people on Fox Deportes <laughs> and Fox Sports have been saying. Mm -hmm. But that just seems to have ended yesterday. Pero también siendo honesto, Pumas was a relatively weak team to be, you know, who did they beat? Sorprendieron a todos with the game against New England. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were down by three, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so... Even though comebacks are always, you know, there's a huge appeal to comebacks, mm -hmm. we have to realize that they were down by that much and they had a deficit that quickly. And, and, and they had to over, overcome that in order to be there. So Pumas, I think relative to other teams who were who performed slightly better, yeah. um, they were a, a weak uh, Mexican team to go to the final. Whereas Seattle, I think they had performed well throughout kind of Champions League. And, and you know... And It's crazy to think because I feel like the two Mexican teams, both Cruz Azul and Pumas, who were the two left in the semifinals, after that match between the two, they sort of both experienced a decline mm -hmm. in their league. That's, yeah, uh-huh. Pumas sort of, sort of started following off, falling off. They lost against Chivas. They started losing um, places in the standings. And then it just all culminated with, with this loss again. And... and It just, como mexicano, me, me corta el que sigan diciendo, oye, Estados Unidos le ganó a México en la Copa Oro, que en la Nations Cup, que, que en esto, que no le están listando. Uh -huh. Pero también, oye, no es solo de hoy, sino se trata de trayectoria, se trata de historia. Eso, a mi parecer, eh, digo, es el comienzo de algo nuevo. I mean, MLS has to do, a, do the same thing. They mm -hmm. have to have a chokehold on this tournament for 16 years uh -huh. before they could. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, not, at least it's not equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not equal. It's And, history. Yeah. But you, 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 I mean, you're always comparing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it, it's kind of hard to kind of assess where each federation is. Mm -hmm. But to, I, I see the U.S. have a, are, are slightly better at the moment. And they're experiencing better form. But, like, also there are some kind of you know examples we should not be taking to heart 
like uh, the Nations League specifically was what a two match yeah, affair two, yeah. within you know a summer. Or no, también. Oh, yeah, and the All Star Game as well. When has that ever counted as you know exactly. an indication of of where each federation is? If you want to talk about the Gold Cup, that's something else different. But who won the previous edition between the two? Mexico. And uh, you want to talk about the Champions League in which, you know, as we mentioned, Mexico has had a kind of chokehold on that tournament as well. You know, it, it's it just shows, you know, maybe the U.S. aren't used to that much success in such quick time. And I think they need to, you know, kind of humble themselves a little bit more um, because, like, what if, if if a Mexican team was the next Champions League, what would that do to their, you know, mentality? Yeah. If I mean, Mexico wins the next Copa Oro, what does that do to your mentality? What's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it certainly also matters what they will do in the Club World Cup. No vaya a ser que terminen quedando campeones también y si se suben a la every Sounder fan on top of the um, New York uh, Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. and on top of the Pentagon, everything. Like, no sé, donde sea que estén, Ahí se van a volver locos si quedan campeones. Oye, Chivas quedó campeón contra Toronto en la... Eh, esto te, te lo explico rapidito y de experiencia, por ser aficionado. Termina quedando campeón contra Toronto en la nieve. En la nieve de Toronto, en el frío, eh, jugando el partido de ida, lo cierran en el partido de vuelta en Guadalajara con un penal fallido de quién? De Bradley. Y este... ¿Y al última qué? De nada sirvió quedar campeón, de nada sirvió quedaron eliminados en la primera ronda del Mundial de Clubes contra algo Antlers FC si Seattle hace lo mismo pues también de qué le sirve I mean I've never you know taken that tournament seriously because it's always like Barca or like you know Madrid it's always the Spanish team or like the European team that yeah ends up taking it exactly so I mean like it's it's you know it's good to have you know that team go against the other team but if anything, it just it creates an inconvenience for the clubs in general because they have to travel to to go to that tournament. Y, y termina sucediendo como le pasó a Monterrey o, o Tigres, creo. Mm-hmm. I think it was Monterrey. They were in the um on the they were gonna play the final of um their league, Liga MX, but they were also disputing or they were also having to play the Club World Cup, so they had mm-hmm. to postpone the final. In order for them to go play the tournament and then come back all tired to um, play the final. Pero pues ya nos estamos acercando también a la final de la Liga MX. Y pues hablando del mal eh, paso que está eh, pasando Pumas, el equipo universitario. Pues este domingo le toca enfrentar a Chivas. Chivas que viene de cuatro partidos sin perder. Y pues con Richie Chain, ya como le están diciendo a Ricardo Cadona, Cadena, perdón. Ricardo, Richie, Cadena, Chain, pues bueno, ahí vaya la traducción. Eh, pues posiblemente puede ser un buen partido, uno de los más parejos en el repechaje. Y pues ahorita te, te voy contando a list sort of what the games will be for this play in tournament, tournament for Liga MX. We start on Saturday, May 7th at 3.45. Odd time to start, but I guess it'll start around 4. Cruz Azul. Faces Necaxa, followed by Monterrey versus San Luis. Um, this at 6 p.m. also on Saturday, May 7th. And the next day, the following day on Sunday, May 8th, at 3 p.m., Puebla plays Mazatlán. 
and Chivas place Pumas. How do you think this um, loss in the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League, affects Andres Lidini and his team? Do you mm-hmm. think it, it sort of empowers them to do something different against Chivas? Or does no. it degrade like their their mental um, state, their their self-esteem? I think it would be one thing if, if they had lost in front of like 10 people. But they... <laughs> They lost in Morelia. No, in McAllister Field. No, but like, uh, <laughs> I, I think because they lost. Amigas, aquí sí. aquí, Gente, no. vayan a apoyar, por favor. <laughs> um, I, I think that you know because they lost against a like a, a packed Lumen Field fan uh, uh, um, audience, mm. I think it also you know dampens the mood a little bit more. And considering Chivas are on their form, albeit those games have been a little bit more narrow uh, than you would expect, um, I think Pumas are you playing at Chivas or yeah, yeah I think and, and, again like they just came from playing in Seattle, uh, they they received a, like an extra day from a petition, but I don't think you know they still have to train acclimate back to to the weather as well, and I think that will play a huge factor in that, and I think Chivas has the upper hand and they should take advantage of that. And I think that's a good thing that you mentioned, sort of the the transaction, the um, agreement between the two teams. Bumas asked for an extra day off, um, having played this past Wednesday. They were going to play on Saturday, um, obviously with with travel and everything. They were like, please. And I don't know if in the end it'd be sad if um, they end up taking it and Chivas for not having that cold heart of saying, Mm. no, you know what? Our day is to play on Saturday. Um, that that would have been too messed up. <laughs> También, oye, juega. <laughs> te juegas un boleto a la liguilla. <laughs> it, you, um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a debate, but it, it is, I guess, right and uh, sportsmanlike for for Chivas to agree to that um extension, right? To have the game on Sunday. I guess they have nothing. Eh, I don't know. I was gonna say they have nothing to lose, but. They like yeah, it's an extra day. It's another uh, twenty four hours of of practice of um sort of getting ready for the match and debriefing, I, right? I think what also makes a difference is the way they lost too. They lost in such three goals. Yeah, yeah. No, like not only that, but they just did not look threatening at all mm-hmm. against Seattle. Sir, uh, uh, sure, um, Stephen Fry had a couple good saves, um, and and he saved you know, Seattle multiple times, but it was never an imposing or, you know, there was never a period of time where Pumas led and they looked like they were the favorites to score next. Uh, I think Seattle were just dominant and they took advantage of counterattack uh, opportunities and then that's how they pounced. And so I think the way they lost as well, if, if Pumas had tried harder and it was a much closer affair, not only in terms of scoreline, but in terms of just the game as well, mm-hmm. I think they would come back, you know, with a, you know, um, their head up and not, you know, not disappointed by the results, um, all that much, but because they also lost in such dramatic fashion too, I think they're gonna come back, you know, with such a low confidence and low team morale that Chivas has to take advantage. Yeah. Now, last match between Chivas and Pumas was actually week 16 of this tournament, so the second to last week of um the regular tournament, regular season for Liga MX. And the result was 3-1 for Chivas, this also in Guadalajara. Uh, but it was after uh, Pumas having back-to-back games, playing on the, the 17th, winning 2-0 against uh, Monterrey 
and having to go to San Luis and play, losing there 2-0, um, and then again going to uh, Guadalajara to to um, have that third match within sort of a five-day window, um, five, six-day window, um, three matches seems to be a lot. But hey, I mean, that's the situation for Pumas and Chivas. Now, how do you see the other matches playing out? Cruz Azul, Necaxa, Necaxa, who has been sort of killing it or doing a lot better this uh, end of um, the season with Jimmy Lozano. Apparently, the the pieces have uh, been coming together. And Cruz Azul, who has had their good days and bad days during the regular season. Um, I, I don't know. What, what, what would you say? Yo, por historia, creo que el Cruz Azul tiene <laughs> yeah, que ser favorito. Yeah, of course, right. Aparte, juega en casa. Es el Estadio Azteca. Bueno... El Estadio Azteca fue casa del Necaxa por unos cuantos años, pero se dice que llegaban los aficionados del Necaxa al Estadio Azteca a comprar boletos y le preguntaban, oye, ¿para cuándo los quieres? Porque pues nomás vas a ser el único que viene. Después se movieron a Aguascalientes y ya sí hay más afición allá. But yeah, I think Cruz Azul seems to be the favorite, especially, I mean, it's hierarchy. However, I, uh, I do see Necaxa sort of coming in at a better, uh, a better spot, I would think. Mm. It seems to be things are playing out for Jimmy Lozano. And with, um, I think it's Aguirre, sort of, uh, I'm blanking out on, on Nick Excess striker right now, but um, he has also, yes, Aguirre and Milton Jimenez have become a good partnership up top for Nick Exa, for uh, Los Rayos eh, del Nick Exa. Y ahora en el otro partido, Monterrey, tiene que ser favorito sobre San Luis. Y pues creo que el, eh, Puebla, Mazatlán, Puebla tiene que ser favorito. Oye, eh, el Arcamón ahí tiene que este, quedar, quedar como buen técnico de Puebla. Y pues ya finalmente Chivas Pumas. Eh, no sé si quieres dar tus predicciones. Predictions for these um, four matches. Ok, so I think Chivas will be Pumas. So you're welcome, Jose. Okay, um, Oh. <laughs> I don't, wait, don't, no digo nada, no, no digo nada. Uh, Cruz Azul van a ganar contra Necaxa. Mm -hmm. um, el otro fue Mazatlán contra quién? Contra Puebla. Puebla va a ganar. I think also through the hierarchy and just like recent memory. Mm -hmm. um, ¿Y Monterrey-San Luis? Monterrey. Muy bien. Y ahora para cerrar el último episodio, eh, pues cerramos ciclos con esta eh, segunda temporada. We're closing mm -hmm. uh, sort of. Our, our circles, este, our, our, um, our, our season, we're closing our season. And, well, alguien más que está cerrando ciclos es Ricardo El Tuca Ferretti, que al parecer la noticia es que dejó, se lavó las manos y se desprendió del FC Juárez. Entonces, no sé si no más Tuca o si, pues, buscará algún otro proyecto, porque ya se había hablado que lo habían buscado en Chivas, pero en Chivas han buscado a todos según ya buscaron a Lilini buscaron al Arcamón, buscaron a Man Matías Almeida, que por cierto ya firmó con el equipo griego, que lo estamos platicando aquí, buscaron a Bielsa también, entonces están desesperados o maybe, you know, he wants to go to San Jose and you know, Ricardo, Ricardo Ferretti comes back to este, the Bay Area and ends up coaching the San Jose Earthquakes, that could be could be an option for him <laughs> but well, anything else to close off this uh, final episode of season two, San Bombasa. Who do you think will be playing against Seattle in the Club World Cup from Europe? Ooh, uh, Madrid or Liverpool? Híjole, 
That's a hard one. <laughs> I think I'm going to take Liverpool. Nomás You're going to take Liverpool. I'm going to take Liverpool, nomás por ser controversial. <laughs> and uh, just... Uh, I'm going to take Madrid, and Benzema will uh, win Ballon de Oro. Híjole. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Hector's hot takes. You, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're coming back with Hector's hot takes. I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one, but I think... Um, I have a feeling. We're going red. Mm, okay, okay, okay. We're going red. We're going with Liverpool. However, <laughs> I do see Real Madrid <laughs> taking it. So uh, I'm not as confident. Don't place your bets on what I said. But that's a... Con eso concluimos el episodio. And well, yeah, thank you, Hector, for mm-hmm. sticking around for another season of San Bombazo. Hopefully, we will be back uh, mm-hmm. with a lot more next season, next semester. So we'll be on quite a long break but we'll, we'll be back soon with hiatus yes a lot more of hopefully USC women's soccer mm-hmm. with a new season uh, uh, of that here at USC and Arsenal in the Champions League hopefully <laughs> I don't know would. about that one but that, that will certainly have to wait bueno con eso concluimos thank you for sticking around uh, check out this and more episodes of San Bombazo here on Spotify and also make sure to follow Just Dimelo on Instagram at Just Dimelo thank you And we sign.